This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today, we have another amazing guest here on today's show, someone that's actually been in my circle of influence for quite a number of years, but we have let to collaborate, if you like. But I decided to reach out to this individual, and I thought, you know what? I kind of like some of the things that he's talking about, and we share very similar core values. And um, my good friend, Ken Pointer, actually, um, you, you know, he's an he's an absolute whiz when it comes to dig digital marketing, YouTube strategy and things like that. I mean, literally is breathes this stuff. He really does. Um, he's the founder of uh, viewership.co. Uh, he's worked with big influencers like Tony Robbins and the like, and has worked with people like uh, P. Cohen, who we actually had pr uh, re uh, recently here on uh, the on the podcast as well. And um Believe it or not, one of the big achievements that Ken has made, actually, uh, over the over the years that he's worked with uh, with influencers and leaders and uh, experts in in, our, in the entrepreneurial world, is that he's reached over 150 million views on YouTube, which is an amazing achievement, by the way. That's absolutely uh, amazing. And also, he has featured as a speaker at some of the UK's entrepreneurial and marketing events. Now, what are we going to be talking about today? Obviously, I've kind of given you a little bit of a taster about what we're going to be talking about today, which is pretty much everything around YouTube marketing, okay? Now, we haven't really spoken much about YouTube marketing, but some of the things we, we that me and Ken are actually going to be speaking about is we're actually going to be talking a little bit about, for you guys that are a little bit camera shy, we're going to be talking about some of the basics around that because we... We, guess what? You're going to start somewhere, right? We, so we're going to be talking about how to overcome uh, camera shyness, if you like, but also around the whole kind of judgment thing. Because guess what? The, some of the reasons why some of us don't get in front of cameras, because the first thing we're thinking about is what are other people thinking about me, right? That's the biggest thing. So we're going to be talking a little bit about, we're also going to be talking a little bit about why is YouTube? Why YouTube compared to other? I mean, there are a lot of social media out there now, and some of you may kind of favoritize yourself towards maybe TikTok or LinkedIn or whatever it is. We're going to talk a little bit about why YouTube. We're going to talk a little bit about as well the differences between a good YouTube channel and a bad looking YouTube channel. Probably I'm a great example of that, by the way, but he's not going to say that. Anyway, <laughs> but we've got so much to go through. We really have. Anyway, really looking forward um, to jamming with Ken. Just before we get started, by the way, for you guys, if you um, are listening to us live, use the hashtag live, use the hashtag replay, and also PLC, post like or comment in the comment section below. If you're listening to the uh, this on the podcast, make sure you check out all the show description notes and check out Ken. And uh, his, uh, we've got, also got a little gift uh, as well in the description notes. Make sure you check out the scorecard and make sure you connect with him and he will be in due kind. Feel free to uh, reach out to him. So uh, without further ado, Mr. Ken Pointer, welcome to the show. 
Wow, what what an intro. I don't know how I'm going to actually step up to the plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot, you know. Like when people say, like even before in the first five seconds, they're like, how is it that you're able to bring your energy at such a high level? Like how am I able to match that? It's like literally you're like, you go in with like, a, a, you know, a 10 out of 10. Do you know what I mean? Like that's how I roll. <laughs> it's good. So It's good. But appreciate that. Thank you. Anyway, how are you? Yeah, yeah, really been super, super busy. Um, just, you know, just getting clients' results. That's what we do, really. <laughs> love, it, love it. I love that, getting clients' results. Anyway, um, well, first of all, um, I, I mean, listen, I want to get straight into the things because I know we've had some great conversations offline and we've had a bit of a laugh as well, which is kind of cool. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I didn't really have, in all honesty, and I know this doesn't apply to everybody, right? We all know the importance of video marketing. We all know the impact of it being, it has a, a massive influence on your personal brand. We know that, don't we, Ken, between me and you. Yeah. Um, but we also know that there are reasons why people are not on cameras because they're a little bit camera shy. And uh, I mentioned this earlier, actually, the whole kind of like fear of judge, like the fear of judgments or the fear of comparing yourself to other people, like, have you ever been in a situation where you maybe have been speaking with a client and the reasons why they're not getting the results is because of those things? What advice did you give to those clients? I'd love to know if you've got any great stories to share. Well, I'll be honest with you. We tend to work with clients that have already got channels. Um, mm -hmm. And this is because the people that don't have channels, it's really hard to get them from zero to the first video because we have to go over all of these hurdles first once someone's already made their first video and they've realized they've got a comment and that comment is like wow this is the absolute perfect information thank god you exist can you make some more videos they're like let's get recording let's get some more out there and they can't wait and, um so it's the the very first video is quite a big hurdle for a lot of people and that's completely fine it took me like three, four years to get my face on my first channel. Oh, wow. um, before then, it was just, we were just concentrating on getting clients results and we've got a few faceless channels uh, mm. and a few partnerships. We did, we're doing all sorts of stuff on YouTube, but it's like building a personal brand is just so, so important. And you just need to have you at scale. Mm -hmm. You know, the best, the best kind of marketing, I would say, is... You know, that, that that person owns a stall and he's selling his apples and he's like, I've got the best apples in the world and I want you to buy them. Here's why. So he's got a crowd around him and everyone is getting really interactive. That's brilliant. That's fantastic. But it's not scalable. So the next best thing is to have that in a video format where we can just get that in front of, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people at scale and then get lots and lots of those videos to work for us. Mm. Uh, and once we understand that the best way to build that relationship really on the internet is is video, it's just a matter of going, okay, so what is really holding me back? You know, am I holding people's opinions maybe too highly? Or is it is it is it okay? Maybe I'm not holding their opinions too highly. And it's just a matter of I just need I got a skill gap. And if that is the case then that's completely fine. We can we can get over the skill gap really, really quickly. And what I suggest to uh, people that want to get started on video is just to start creating videos every single day. Just 
take your phone, doesn't matter what it is. This is an older phone. I'll get the new iPhone coming this next week. I'm very, very excited. Um, just take your phone and record yourself for a minimum of two minutes a day, speaking to the camera, looking at yourself, and then just go, okay, I'm going to tell a story about what's happened to me. I could, at the end of this, go, okay, I'm going to tell a story about that awesome podcast I had them and what I said, what I liked about it, what I didn't like about it. I'm just going to go ham on this video and speak for as long as I can until I decide that that's the end of that story and cut that off. You don't have to view all of them then. What you could do is just leave it a few days and then have a look back at them. And then you can see that you get more and more comfortable in front of the camera. You get more and more comfortable looking at the lens. You get more and more comfortable understanding a story arc that actually expend extends longer than you know 30 seconds <laughs> which is a big problem for a lot of people uh, and once you've built that skill gap it's just like okay I've, I've got the skills to speak to the camera for a couple of minutes that's all i need to do to have a youtube channel um that's make the first video and like i said once you've made the first video most people actually get addicted to it uh, because the comments that you get on youtube they're not like twitter they're not like uh, Facebook, they're not even like LinkedIn, you know, these are all, you know, fairly friendly platforms. Um, but what we found on YouTube is so many people are hesitant to get on camera. When you do, they really appreciate the fact that you've taken the time to make them some video, a video that is valuable for them. And it's to their specific problem. Uh, so the comments that you get are absolutely fabulous um, and, and they're, they're just really pushing you forwards. And the, quite often they say, I'm going to be here when this channel is, you know, at 10,000 subs or 100,000 subs um, and they're pushing you forwards. And when you've got a little army of people pushing you forwards, asking for more and more content, that's when you get a channel that really blows up. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, what was I going to say to you? I mean, let's talk a little bit about YouTube more specifically, because I don't really I mean, I'm I'm big on LinkedIn. I'm a big fan of LinkedIn, uh, Ken. Um, you know, and that's kind of like my playground as such. And and I'm sure there for other people here listening in, it might be TikTok, it might be Facebook groups or whatever it is. But I mean, why YouTube? I mean, I, I again, I, I'm intrigued to find why you feel like YouTube is like the. Uh, would you call it the holy grail for content creation? <laughs> um, okay, let me tell you a story of how I got into YouTube. So my very first business was an entertainment agency and we were selling bands, uh, so musical bands to brides, essentially saying like, you know, there's some really good entertainment here. Why don't you book it for your wedding? Why don't you book it for your event? That's what we would do. Obviously, the best way to sell entertainment is to show people what they're going to get. So we were recording videos and, and we needed to put them on the website. That was the plan. We were just going to put them on the website. Uh, so I was thought, okay, I'll just upload them to YouTube, free hosting. That's brilliant. And that's what a lot of people think. That's how a lot of people get started on YouTube. So we was hosting them on YouTube just literally to port them over to the website. And then I look back uh, maybe a few weeks later and those videos were getting thousands of views. And I was like, what is going on? Because the pages on the website haven't got thousands of views. And I was like, oh, right. People are searching for these keywords that I've put in these videos and they're being found. I was like, okay, if I did that by accident, how well can I do if I actually learn about this? <laughs> uh, so that's what I did. I read pretty much everything I could to, to, to find out how I could do YouTube SEO, essentially. 
Uh, and I learned that YouTube was the second biggest search engine other than Google. I was like, well, okay, this is why I'm getting thousands of views. And I these videos were staying around for, for ages. So we would do a video uh, for a new band and maybe like once every year or two years. And they're still getting views, you know, two years down the line. Whereas when you compare that to TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, you'll be lucky if you get a day of the algorithm pushing you uh, because there's just so much new content all the time. So it's just a matter of, okay, where should I spend most of my time? So what I, what I tell my clients these days is we need to concentrate on content trees. So it's all about saving our class time. So if we start with a video that's maybe 10 minutes long, we can edit that down and make a really awesome YouTube video, which we know is going to last for years and years and years. So we want to spend most of our time there, right? Because that is the most valuable use of our time. And we can take that video, we could potentially turn it into a blog. We can definitely take that video and we can turn it into different social media posts, whether that's, you know, reels, um, like, you know, one minute clips, vertical clips for Instagram or TikTok, or it could even be text posts for, you know, LinkedIn, yeah, Facebook, wherever you want to put your text posts. And the what's brilliant about this is most people are hesitant to get a social media manager maybe to manage the LinkedIn or Facebook because it's not in their voice. I completely get that. But if we're taking the videos of your language and we're just going, okay, this is a brilliant clip. We're just going to take that little bit of text, maybe kind of change it up a little bit and then put it on LinkedIn. It's in your voice already. So you've invested 10 minutes of your life to make a video that's going to go out there and work for you for the next few years, as long as it's relevant. Brilliant. And then we've taken that and we've filled up your LinkedIn, we've filled up your Facebook, wherever you want to post with hardly any more of your time. Uh, so when it comes to uh, video, that, that, that's, that's why I think that YouTube is so, so important. If we start with YouTube and work down, um, you know, it's it's a great use of our time. Love that, love that, love that. Now, interestingly enough, we spoke last week about my YouTube channel and how, well, should we say how great it was? How great it was, ladies and gents. Awesome. Now, everyone's probably going to go onto my YouTube channel and, say, and check it out. But what are the big differences between good YouTube channels and ones that don't rank or are not seen? Are there any kind of, what are you looking for in terms of like when you take on a client, for example? So yeah, there's there's a huge difference between what a uh, what a good YouTube channel looks like and what an average YouTube channel looks like, and that's that's the thing. Because most people put all of their energy and attention into creating the best video they can, and that's brilliant because if the video isn't good, then people aren't going to stay around to the end. So that is very very important. Uh, but then they notice that they're not getting any views. Like, but I spent so much time creating this video. It's the best video for this specific problem. What is what is the problem, Ken? Um, and nine times out of ten, they've dressed that video up so the video packaging it just isn't sexy enough. When I compare it to, you know, Diary of a CEO or you know some of the best creators out there that you are competing with, you're like, what would I rather click on? And that's once you really understand that, you're like, okay, so I'm competing with the best creators in the world. 
And these clicks are extremely valuable. I need to up my up my game with my titles and my thumbnails. You're going to get the click. And then you get those views. And then you'll find out that video that you thought was awesome might be awesome, fantastic. But nine times out of 10, uh, there's uh, an issue that you've completely overlooked. And what quite often happens is we speak about our subject and unwittingly use technical jargon or um, phrases that people just don't understand. And that's a big problem because these videos that you've created are there for an audience that are learning about this subject. So if you don't describe what you meant by that, you're going to lose them and they'll click off and they'll go and watch someone else's video. Uh, so, but we don't get that data until we get in our clicks. Um, so really it's just a matter of, okay, making sure that the video packaging is good and uh, we are learning from every single video that we create. One of the other biggest problems I see as well is they go for a specific video that just has a tiny audience. Uh, it's extremely valuable to about 10 people. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Ken, why did it get only get 10 views? I was like, well, because you've, you've created a video for 10 people. Uh, rather than creating a video that is a bit more mass market, a little bit kind of up here, up the top of the funnel, where there's hundreds of thousands, millions of people that would be interested in that, you create a video that is, you know, how to teach a specific dog breed to sit on a specific chair. But there's not a lot of people that have that problem. <laughs> so it's it's going to be a lot harder to get views. And, and it's for a lot of people, they don't see it until someone tells them. Uh, and that's that's what we do with our um, review service. So at viewership.co. If you have a look at the website, you can see you can actually uh, jump on there and we can review your channel for you. Uh, so you think your channel's perfect and maybe it is. And uh, that's fabulous. It is. But there might be a few different things that you just haven't picked up on. Mm. Uh, and by having uh, another person just have a look, cast their eye over it and go, this is brilliant. You've done fabulous here. But have you realized that maybe this video here hasn't performed because of this? Uh, and that's when uh, I know you and I had the discussion last week. People get some some real shifts. So, oh, I, I can see, I understand why everything is going on, and then they feel empowered more to create more content, which is you know what I love because the more better content out there, the less problems the world has, and the happier we all are. But you know, um, to, it's interesting because um, I was going to say to you is I think one of the reasons also that some success and again maybe you'll you'll kind of agree with me on this is there's so much conflicting um people out there you know so if you go to i don't know a dozen youtube specialists and just say what's wrong with my youtube channel they'll all give you different answers it's the seo or it's the thumbnails or it's the fact that your videos are too long or too short you know and i and i feel like you're kind of in a bit of a um a minefield uh and then you think to yourself you think well, what the hell am I doing wrong here then? Now I've done all of that. I've corrected all of those things. They're still not working. Do you, do you see what I mean? Mm. It happens in every single industry, doesn't it? Uh, you know, it's really easy to go, stop doing this and start doing this, or here is your problem. Um, because most importantly, from a social media standpoint, from a content creation standpoint, that gets views. Yep. And that holds people on for longer. Mm. So you have to be a little bit wary 
mm. of the content and the way you're consuming it, why you've clicked, what mm. they want from you, what they're really saying. Mm-hmm. Um, because not everyone might be as ethical as as you. <laughs> um, so they <laughs> telling you things. This is YouTube, we are ladies yeah, so- and gents. YouTube, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It, it, n- the dieting is is the worst because there are a million <laughs> yeah. different ways for, so for people to diet and it's a completely unique thing yeah uh, and it kind of works for you or it doesn't you just have to have to work it out and it's the, yeah. it's the same for for business and it's the same for content creation mm. you know if you're really really not comfortable with video and you've got no interest in it then okay that's mm. fine then mm. find another way mm. but if you understand the value in it you understand that YouTube is the you know the second biggest search engine. You understand that you know the videos are going to live for longer and it's probably a better use of your time. Mm-hmm. Then okay, and you want to put in the work. Then okay, let's learn about it. And then let's learn what kind of videos work for you. Is it the ten minute videos? Is it half an hour podcasts? Is it the two minute um, like reels? What works for mm-hmm. you? Because then you're going to create more content, and more content means more chances to win. Um, so yeah, there are guidelines as to what we suggest, what we know, what works, definitely, and um, that's what they are. They're guidelines. They're not, you know, hard and fast rules. And anyone that tells you there's a hard and fast rule in life, quite often, you know, you, you should probably question where that advice is coming from. In my opinion, <laughs> I, I agree. By the way, I absolutely agree. I'm kind of like nodding my head like a nodding dog here. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but- <laughs> For those um, listeners that are what we call like avid content creators like myself, you know, they really put in the hard work. They really kind of, you know, they really kind of like articulate their ways and that kind of stuff. But are there, is there any kind of ways that content creators can um, optimize or monetize their YouTube channel apart from the kind of the conventional clicks and, you know, subscribers? Are there any kind of out of the out of quirkiness or out of maybe some 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 sort of features that we don't know as kind of avid or advanced YouTubers that are looking to maybe uh, monetize their YouTube channel. I'd love to uh, kind of like delve in about that. Yeah, so here's the thing. When, when I talk about uh, YouTube monetization to a lot of people and I tell them that they can get paid to market their business, um, a lot of them get a bit taken back or they're already aware of it. And they're like, yes, that's go. Uh, because YouTube will put ads on your content and you'll get, you know, a slice of the pie uh, for creating that content. You have to be eligible for an opt-in for, for that to happen. But uh, it can end up in, you know, fairly large paydays. Um, but when you compare it to the cr- the kind of income you can create through your business, it's nothing. You know, it would be one percent of what you can actually do. Mm. Uh, so this is where I kind of differ from a lot of the creator standpoint. You know, creating content for the sake of getting clicks and views—that's fair enough. You know, we've got channels to do that. Um, but the channels where we promote a product. The channels that where we collect emails, the channels where we sell products, they're the ones that are hyper profitable. So you can actually have a really, really small channel that's only got a couple of hundred subscribers and only gets maybe a couple of thousand views over a couple of years on each video. 
And that channel can be extremely profitable if you set it up right. Uh, and you, if you have a product that people want. <laughs> um, so really, it's, it's not, you know, you, like I said, you can definitely use the monetization. You can get ads put on your um, content. Uh, YouTube have got a system where, you know, essentially they've got like their own Patreon. I don't know if you guys know what Patreon is, but it's uh, like a club that you uh, pay money to it's a very very small ticket and um, recurs every month and then you get some more content or you get some freebies or something like that youtube had their own version of that trying to steal a little bit of market share from patreon but like these these are a little bit you know, these are nothing in comparison to having a youtube channel that's going to promote your business 24 hours a day and having an email list where you go okay we know these people are specifically interested in this problem. I'm going to make a video that relates back to that and then reminds them how valuable my knowledge is. And they're going to go and, you know, join mm -hmm. my agency or join my mastermind or attend my event or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever you're selling. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really what I like because, you know, having, having a YouTube channel that drives a business, the business creates jobs and the, you know, the world turns around. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not just about creating content to me. You know, you know, it's interesting though. I, 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 and the only reason why I asked that question was because the first thing that came to my 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 mind when it comes, especially when it comes to YouTube, is I'm very very mindful of my personal brand. So all the things that you kind of suggested, like the whole kind of ad spend, and you know, and you know, I think you're on point, especially you know about the kind of like big picture, bigger impact, and then. If you decide that you're going to be maybe a little bit greedy, for example, then, you know, you may go down the ad spend type of thing. And I'm not trying to cause a judgment here on the channel, by the way. Um, but, you know, it, you know, I guess that's what I'm mindful of is I don't want to damage my brand. I don't want to be seen as some like schmuck who just wants to put ads on my YouTube. Right. And people might see as, oh, not another advert. Oh, not another advert. Oh, God, I love this content, but I just can't stand the ads. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think. Most people overthink that. Uh, this is really why I think because when, when you when you watch a lot of YouTube and I watch a lot of YouTube, you just get used to the fact there's ads, or you pay YouTube to not watch ads, um, and, and that's it. So there will be a percentage of your audience that just pay YouTube Premium and they don't see ads anyway. So that's fine, and you get a little bit of that money. Um, and the ones that go, oh my god, there's an ad on this probably not your ideal client anyway like if they're being that if they're rejecting you because you've got an ad on your content and you've spent so hours cool. making it uh, you know you you wanted to make sure it's the best thing that they can watch to solve that problem yeah. and all they've got to do is yeah. watch a 5 second ad that mm. they can skip yeah true <laughs> True. Absolutely. Uh, if they, bang on. If they've yeah. really got a massive problem about it, then they're not, they're not your, your audience. And that's yeah. fine. You know, yeah. um, we, we do see sometimes some comments about the amount of ads, um, but that's out of your control. You can turn ads off on your channel, but is, I don't, I don't really see much of a benefit in that, you know, other than, you know, unless you promoted the fact that you don't run ads on your channel, mm -hmm. most people won't be aware. They won't even notice. Because right, they're right, so right. used to seeing it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. No, absolutely. No, it's a good point, actually. Really good point. Um, and I think you cover. Uh, you, you certainly cover my uh, fear of, uh, you know, damaging my brand. I suppose it's kind of overthinking it, but it's a good point. Um, I know that we we talked a little bit about algorithms earlier. 
are there any particular algorithms or forms of content, whether it be shorts or long form copy or whatever it is that, is there any particular type of content that we need to, because I always thought, and again, this is what I've been told, I suppose, in a way, oh, you need to do YouTube shorts. And then you do YouTube shorts and you might do it for a period of time. And guess what? It was crap. And then you did long-term fo- uh, co- copy and you thought, oh, well, this is great. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this and I don't have to do much editing and, and it's still not working. And you kind of like, plucking hair out of your head well apart from me because i don't have any hair um and you're trying to scratch and you're thinking what is working here like uh, what how can i understand the algorithms how can i understand what is more going to work up for my channel like i'd love to kind of g- share your thoughts because i guess with youtube and in linkedin they're always evolving platforms yeah yeah definitely uh, and there will be points in the algorithm or points in the business's uh, lifespan where they want to push a particular type of content uh, for the sake of um profitability on the end yeah so you get you see this with linkedin with with lives and with facebook and um, when facebook went really heavy on sh- on um uh, reels and instagram on reels uh Instagram are flip-flopping on reels now. They're going back to trying to be an image-only platform. Facebook understand as well that reels isn't as profitable as the the normal feed. So you're seeing a lot of uh, the traditional social media is actually flip-flop on this one-minute vertical content idea because it's harder for them to run ads uh, profitably when they were doing it before it was actually more profitable so tiktok's come in it's it's changed the market and they found a niche for themselves and it's profitable for them but actually if they tried to steal their market share it, it's just for the amount of time that people spend on the platform it's not as profitable for them so it makes sense for them to go back and what we're seeing on youtube at the moment is actually a couple of years ago shorts were insane and we did really really well out of shorts But here's the thing. We were getting millions of views on several channels. And we didn't see much of an uptake in business for those channels. And when you question, okay, you know, why are we actually doing this content? Is it to get millions of views or is it to drive clients and build relationships? Okay, let's go back to the long form content. And that's what we did. And uh, yeah, that, that's that's really where, where I spend a lot of my time in long form content that builds relationships because relationships, you know, turn prospects into customers and clients. And that's, that's how I use YouTube. That's what's really, really important to me. Uh, so with regards to what type of content, going back to what I said earlier, there's no hard and fast rule. But what we are seeing is an increase in television viewers on YouTube. And this means, yeah, so you can get the YouTube Mm. app on your TV. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, people are watching YouTube like Netflix. Right. Because the smart TVs, maybe. Yeah, because of the increase in smart TV. And uh, it's free and you've got your favorite creators. And I've been doing this as well. Like I, I, I've mentioned this before on the on the podcast. I watch Diary of a CEO. I think it's a really good podcast, mm. and sometimes I watch it on the TV. 
<laughs> when when I noticed that, I was like, hang on a minute. This is uh, I think it was like an hour and a half, two hour interview. Right. Would I watch this on the phone? Probably not. Mm. So actually, I am really heavy on long, long form content. I think interesting. As YouTube really starts to develop a TV platform, mm. uh, if they move into that, it's going to be more valuable to them from a uh, from an ads point of view. Mm-hmm. More more likely to pay for YouTube Premium because they mm. won't want to see ads. It's going to be more profitable for them. I agree. So it just makes sense to me to go not just okay, I'm stopping the shorts uh, or reducing the shorts. We don't necessarily stop them. But and we're making these long form videos, and when I say long form videos, like ten minutes. Um, but also actually having like like this, like mm. long, super long form, you know, forty five minutes, hour, two hours, if you want to go mad, right? Where people can watch it on the TV. And mm. if you think about it from a from a client view again, like mm. you know, every single minute that ticks by, you're building the relationship to a much higher degree. And when they've got that problem that they know you can fix, they're going to head over to your website and buy that buy it book a call and that's what we're here to do you know it's interesting i I think you're on point there and i'll tell you why because my daughter believe it or not she does exactly that right she's 15 years old she goes and turns the tv on she doesn't put the ipad on anymore she watches youtube she doesn't watch her favorite tv show she watches youtube and i'm like what are you watching she's like i'm watching this and i'm what i'm like what Uh, it's just crazy so i think you're on point definitely on point Definitely, 100%. You know, and the only reason I ask is purely because, you know, it's not as if these social media channels make a political broadcast saying, hey, guys, jump on YouTube shorts, or hey, guys, jump on YouTube on on long-form copy. Like, if only it was that easy, I guess, if it it would make our lives a lot easier, wouldn't it, Ken? Uh, Well, everyone would do the same, and it would be just... (laughs) Well, that's true, exactly. Uh, So YouTube shorts was, was really fun. For like yeah. uh, six months, when yeah. when not everyone was on it, right, right, right. Um, and it was it was so easy, it was mm. ridiculous. It's like someone just ticked the easy box. It was like <laughs> this is this is crazy. Like this content isn't even great, and it's getting views. Sure. Um, and then everyone piled into it, and it's like mm. okay, it's mm. it's quite difficult to get views now, right? Um, but and th- and that's when we really evaluated. Okay, the value of a shorts view. Mm-hmm. Compared to a va- the value of a you know ten minute v- view is not comparable. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you said at the beginning of this podcast, we've had 150 million views for our clients, 150, 150 million. They're all long form views, um, and we actually worked out the uh, the watch time. So that's all of those minutes um, combined, and the, the figure has completely gone out of my head. But I think it was about half a half a million minutes. Half a million minutes worth of content. Damn. Um, Damn. Yeah. So, like, absolutely. Yeah. I I need to. I need to. I should have (laughs) that number in my head. But yeah, it's. It was. uh, It was quite a lot of minutes, and that's every single. Mm. You know, that's a person building relationship with you at scale. Mm. Love it, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why I got in the show because we, you know, so much in tune with, you know, building the human connection building the relationships because you've got to think long term rather than kind of thinking short term and going down what I call the the conventional ways of just pitching to people which I'm not a big fan of but that's just the way I do things and whatever it is but um anyway one thing that actually cropped to my mind as you were speaking actually 
And this has definitely got to be a question that I reckon our audience is probably going to ask. But how do you deal with uh, trolls and toxic people? Because you know what? You're going to get the scam artists. You're going to get people that are, you know, that shit on your channel that just just do it for the sake of having fun and wasting your time and making you feel bad about yourself. Like, what do you say to those people that, first of all, what do you say to people that do that? And secondly, what do you say to the victims of those people? Yes. Okay. So there are, there are two different groups of, of comments here, right? You've got the spam comments and uh, just the heads up guys. If you see a comment that's got like 10, uh, replies to it and they all sound very similar and they're all talking about the same person that is a con artist um and they do that because it works and people get them to search whatever that business name is and they get business from it so whenever we see those comments we delete them straight away however i do see them a lot on other channels and that's why i'm <sighs> I, I want to get this out there because it's still working for them and I don't want it to work. That's clearly a bad business because the, they've re resorted to that kind of tactic. Um, so just so everyone is aware, if you see those comments, please do not search and please do not go and find those businesses. If you do get comments that aren't what you wanted, they are, they're not as... Um, uh, Maybe they're a little bit constructive. Kind? Okay. Are they not kind? They they could not, not be as kind. kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's there's two there's two ways of looking at this. We can take this as you know, is there any constructive criticism in there that we can grow from? And I think that's a really important thought path because it's really easy to just go, well, that person's clearly crazy. I'm going to delete that comment straight away. <laughs> Uh, quite often there's a little bit of truth in those comments and we can learn from them um, and having the humility to go, yeah okay fair enough thank you for that um that's good and there's also the comments that um maybe are a little bit unhinged let's put it that way you're going to get them they're going to be you know a tiny percentage compared to all of the comments going wow this channel is amazing please make some more content i love i love the way you did this on the video you know, um, we get all sorts of crazy comments, like uh, comments just on women's hair on one of our channels. Oh, my God, you've got the most beautiful hair. Um, so, uh, yeah, you get all sorts of comments and that's brilliant. Right. You know, uh, and we, we like we're we're partners in a technology um, in a technology channel. And one of the presenters is quite an attractive woman. And the comments that she gets compared to. Uh, the uh, 35 year old slightly overweight male who's the other uh, presenter and uh, he won't mind me saying that because uh, we've actually jo joked about it they're completely different comments so you just you kind of have to take them with a little bit of a pinch and salt and uh, I try to just kind of essentially look at those comments is there anything I can learn from them are they a bit crazy and if they are just giving you hate because they're in a bad mood, then that's probably because of something else in their life. And they're just like, I'm in a bad mood. I just want to uh, bring everyone else down and watch the world burn. And unfortunately, you know, there's a tiny little percentage of those people out there in the world that are like that. 
and um you just have to you know have a little bit of patience suck. for them or or suck it up but a cake as they say yeah, uh, like, or buttercup yeah as they I, say. suck it up buttercup. <laughs> yeah. you, you can suck it up or just, you know, just look at it and just go wow that person's clearly had a have a bad day how uh how grateful am i for having the opportunity to have a channel that's growing that most people love um love it. and that's the way we look at it very cool very cool now listen i know we're coming towards the end of our uh our uh our jamming our great conversation but before we wrap up i have to ask you this question um so experienced youtubers or someone that has a youtube channel what are the five things that they need to do in order to optimize maximize you know take it to the next level what's five things that sort of come into your mind straight away any thoughts Okay. One of the most important things is to understand that the algorithm is split into three different um, ways you can be found. Okay. So YouTube is a search algorithm. You can be found where people search. Uh, There's something called browse features, which is before you even search for anything, you've got that wall of videos. That's browse. Um, So you can be found there. And then you've got suggested, which is when you're watching a video on the right-hand side, you can be suggested videos on the right-hand side. And depending on how you uh, title and thumbnail and create a video depends on where that video is going to be found. So say, for instance, I've created a video on how to change a light bulb on a Ford Fiesta 1964, whatever. Uh, Like, that's definitely a search-based kind of video and it's only going to be found in search for the two people that own that car that need to change the light bulb and when people understand that okay so how do i also get found in the other places um through changing the thumbnails changing the titles changing the way that you do videos because um, there's a tons of traffic out there in the other in the other places but it's not creating content for it uh, so don't feel like you're creating bad content. You're just probably optimizing for the wrong algorithm uh, or for an algorithm that's just a little bit slower. Um, so that's probably rule number one. Um, rule number two is branding, probably. Yeah, definitely. Actually, branding is really, really important. So having consistent funds, consistent, uh, the consistent way you do videos. Um, if you think about it from every single business standpoint you go to mcdonald's doesn't matter where in the world you get exactly the same product i should be able to watch your video and feel safe uh that that this is going to be a good video for me to watch um so having good branding across all of your content is really really important to get that consistency and most people either change their branding a lot or they don't have that uh thought path to think okay that thumbnail just doesn't look remotely similar to this thumbnail people aren't going to understand this is by the same creator um and it might get less clicks because of it um so yeah that's another thing uh so uh using youtube and email in conjunction with each other is really really important especially when you have a business um so sending out the emails with your videos is really really important to, to build each time you uh essentially get get more time in front of that audience you know every single click on that on that email you're going to send them over to your video and you're going to spend more and more minutes with them and they're much more likely to buy 
so that's really really important. Having a having a lead magnet or somewhere you can collect those emails will probably be number four. You see again on YouTube, people don't promote the stuff, right? And it's okay to have just an email list and say, hey, if you just want me to email you once a week or once a fortnight um, with whatever I think is awesome that I think is going to help you do whatever I help people do, um, go and check that out. Just having an email list is going to take a lot of channels and a lot of businesses from one step to the next step dramatically. Um, so, yeah. And number five is staying consistent and not getting um, put off with the 2% of bad comments, um, with the people spamming you, um, with the uh, you'll get emails as well because your email address is, is um, visible on, you, on your channel. You get emails from all sorts of different people. Um, and unfortunately, you know, not all, all the emails are lovely, especially when you've got a large channel. Um, sometimes they're asking for money. Um, it's it's really not very nice at all. Um, but putting all of that aside and going, I'm creating this piece of content to help people. And in exchange, you know, that's going to build my brand and then maybe even create some clients out of it as well. Um, and over the long term, if I do this consistently, I will eventually win. You don't need a, a channel with 100,000 subscribers to have a business that's doing seven figures. You really, really don't. You Love can that. have a channel with 2,000 subscribers that can do that. Yeah. And in, in, and I suppose in, in a way, it's kind of like, um, you know, the, the whole kind of vanity metrics thing, which I'm not a big fan of anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, all about the numbers and whatever it is. It's all about quality over quantity ladies and gents quality over quantity all day long right ken yeah definitely um <laughs> it's if if you're creating content that people don't want to watch they're not going to come back and watch more of it so it's definitely all about creating content that people love if, yeah. if you think about it this way right mr mm -hmm. beast creates less content the most channels and has the most amount of subscribers because he's very, very picky about the content that he puts on his channel. Right. So I would much rather have less content that is fantastic than uh, try to hit, you know, three uploads a week that are okay. Um, so yeah, that's really, really important. That makes sense. Well, listen, um, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed today's conversation and um, hope you guys have too. By the way, just before we go, uh, before you go, what, what are you working on right now? We've we've got a lot of stuff in the pipeline. Um, we've got some cool stuff coming next year, which is kind of top secret. So uh, that's that's going to be fun. If you want to if you want to know potentially about that, then kind of head over to my Facebook, which is just Ken Pointer, or LinkedIn. Come and follow me on LinkedIn. Say hello and say yeah, oh, I saw you on a podcast because that's always fun. Um, especially if you've got any questions about you know how the podcast went because I, I love those right. Um, let me learn how I can make how I present these stories better. So please do that if you can. Love that. Um, yeah, come and follow us on on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook. And uh, when we get some new stuff coming out next year, that'll be some that'll be really really fun. Um, Very cool. But yeah. Very cool. I appreciate that. Very appreciate that. Well, listen, guys. Hope you've enjoyed today's show um, with me and Ken. Um, 
as Ken has pointed out, please do me do do me a favor. Feel free to reach out to Ken. He's a real giver, by the way. He loves to add a lot of value. Uh, he's certainly added a lot of value to myself and, and some of my tribe. Uh, and you know, we 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 jam pretty well together. So um, you know, uh, listen, go reach out to him, connect with him. If you have any questions about today, feel free to. And I'm sure that in due kind, him and all his team will respond. So listen, from me and Ken, thank you so much for listening to today's show. And hopefully we'll see you again on the next podcast. Take care. See you soon, guys.